caps lock different. It's facts, not fiction. Said I black out for real, then the track gone missing. If it's cap, I'm dipping. We ain't talking about a move, then it's flatline finished. When I spaz, I'm grinning. Pull a peel off in the Sadies, and I pass by spinning. It's perks with this life, but I don't have my skinnage. Took a quick trip, and now I'm back home winning. And I see they eyes pop like I snack on spinach. Pull up to the spot, she tryna grab my digits. I'm already eight shots, a henny past my limit. Here you go. Hazards with a dash full of tickets. I'ma act like I don't see them. I got bad eye vision. Y'all can't pass my scrimmage. Why y'all tripping? It's Aruba. I realized I had to go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 168 of Psychotic and Iconic Policy along with my co-host Nick Theories and Philly Phil. Thank you to everybody that's tuned into the live stream tonight. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and share it. Thank you to everybody that likes, follows, and subscribes to all of our platforms. Oh. Welcome back. Welcome back, baby. Welcome back, baby. 168 upon your head. 168 upon your head top. We got a fucking boatload of topics here tonight. We're actually throwing it back a little bit to NBA uh, to start off the show. I love it when you throw it back. <laughs> I came here to pod, bro. I came here to be myself. And apparently I came here to back. be theories, bro. So if you can't accept that, then you should walk off. I have to accept you at your worst. <laughs> I've walked off before. You have. When but, I heard wild not, boy shit. But not me, though. Um, all right, let's go. Let's go with the NBA. So James Harden was visiting China for his China tour uh, and decided to say that Daryl Morey is a liar and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. Let me say that again. Daryl Morey is a liar and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. Uh, how do you take that? And what do you think is next for the Sixers? You know what, man? When I first heard about it, I was like, ah, oh, man, this guy's a dickhead. I, I just want him out of Philly already. But then when I think about it, like, what can the Sixers actually do? Like, I, I actually believe that he got false promised. I really do. I think what happened was is that he wanted a brand new contract. He wanted the max, and that's why last year he took he took less money, right? This year he wanted the max contract, hence why he opted in. And I think once this once he learned the Sixers weren't willing to give him the max, he opted in because I think the Sixers were saying, "Hey, we'll 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 trade you to a destination of your choice," and it just never happened. And then once the Sixers ended the trade talks, literally two days ago, this, probably the day before he said this, that's when he he, he had enough. And I, I don't blame him. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. If that is true, I mean, that looks like the most logical explanation. I don't know if it's because, due to the contract situation or due to the trade demand. Um, but I think there's a lot to, like, unpack here. Like, as far as the trade demand, yeah, he could be upset, but you're not trading somebody that's good for for nothing. Look what's going on with the, the Blazers. And Dame is still in his prime. So I'm not going to trade you away for a package that I don't want. That's not my problem. I get it. That's number one. Number two, he opted in because he knew there was no market for him to get. Nobody was paying him $35 million. I don't know about that, though. There's not a team in the league I don't think that would pay him. Right now, of course, because free agency passed. and but Teams saying, already have their form of team now like there's already a team there in place they're not they don't have room for a james harden right now yeah but he had a player option he could have opted out but i think he saw the landscape of the league and was like yo i'm not going to get paid so i can get 35 million here i just have to opt in so then maybe it was like daryl morey said i'll trade you but daryl morey's not going to trade him for peanuts but that's the thing though he opted in that's the key part yeah so because he was guaranteed that 35 million now however it's not guaranteed if he sits out at camp but here's the thing do you value money or do you value happiness because if because my thing is like all right i can get 35 million i could suck it up and play for dal mori for another year and get paid or i could take less money and go somewhere else i've hated my job at 15 dollars an hour i would be perfectly fine hating my job and making 35 million i i, I don't disagree so, with that i mean like so that's just but it's I'm deeper than that no because it, he said it twice yeah. When he said it twice, there's real beef. 
Oh uh, yeah, it's a there's personal absolute. Beef. There's it's absolute personal. real beef there. Well, Joel Embiid removed all of his shit from his Twitter. What, the Sixers. It doesn't stuff? say posted in Philly anymore. It doesn't say trust the process. It doesn't say um, Sixers. So I just think it's that, and then Look, the other man, portion of it. We knew this was coming, though. We knew something was coming. I, I, I've I've been on this. Embiid is going to want out at some point. Wave. I I really have been, and it, it comes down to winning. If the Sixers were winning and they were winning championships, this ain't happening, bro. No, dude, we're a disaster. And that's my point. We're a disaster. And like the thing is, even more so right now with. With Harden, like he's, but if Mount Maury promised him that Maury is an asshole, yeah, for for multiple reasons. But the main reason is, is he's not a max player anymore. I get, yeah, look, I defended him in those series. He had those two games where he had forty one and I think forty three or forty five mm-hmm. and forty three. But he averaged fourteen the other five, and in Game Seven you had nine. And like I understand that oh Doc Rivers was making him a pass first guy. Okay, but you could have came out. Doc Rivers wasn't forcing you to do that. You right. could have came out in game seven and did what you get and did in game one and game three. The problem is, is that you're not a superstar anymore. You know what's funny? You're about not that? consistent enough to do that. And mm-hmm. that's the difference between a max player and a guy that's still a star. I mean, he led the league in assists, so he's still a star, but he's not a superstar anymore. You know what's funny? What you just said, you said Doc Rivers forced him to give up the ball. He right? said that. Right. Okay. So if Doc Rivers is forcing him and he's listening, why didn't Ben Simmons listen to shoot the basketball? Like Ben Simmons hasn't listened to anybody. I I know, but the message got lost somewhere. So why are players responding to Doc and some other, and some players aren't? I don't know, to be honest. That's the problem. Here's the only thing I'll say on that. The only thing I'll push back on that is like Brett Brown tried to get Ben Simmons to shoot. Jack Vaughn is trying to get Ben Simmons to shoot. Steve Nash tried to get Ben Simmons to shoot. But not as active, but not as active as Doc though. Doc was what? pretty like specific. Yo, you need to shoot like X amount of times per yeah. game. Well, I mean, right? But that's why and he ben, didn't listen. But that's why Ben Simmons peaked his rookie year and has been horrible since because you can't have zero post game. Like, there's no reason that Andre Drummond has a better jumper than you. Yeah, and that's the case with Ben Simmons. And you know, it, we're right on the Ben Simmons timeline. He's working out. He's rehabbing. He's healthy. He's going to get into the arena. He's not going to shoot. So I don't. Are, yeah, it's it's yeah. It's, it's the same yeah, schedule, yeah. dude. It's the same schedule. It really is kind of crazy. I, I just think that James Harden kind of feels duped. I, I, I believe if, that because b- based on what he said, he said it twice. There's real beef here. Calling a grown man a liar to the media, that's powerful. Like, that means you really are capping at some point. And, I think and, that's what and, it and, was. and I think, like, there is something real here. Like, if Embiid is, is, is removing this shit from his Twitter – then I'm on probably James Harden's side. Well, maybe it, there was an um, there was a there was a promise that just wasn't made and so it just didn't come through. And Bede went and partied with with Harris and all them at that at Michael Rubin's yeah, Michael party. Rubin's white party. So it doesn't seem like there's any internal beef with the team. It seems like it came down to like I said, it was personal between Maury and Howard and um and Daryl Moore and Harden. But like my thing is, is that if he promised them that, I mean it's tough, dude. I I, I he should keep his word. I I get it there, but. By the same token, James, like you could have earned that money if you came out and had a better series against the Celtics. But how do you blame Embiid for wiping his Instagram though? Because if you think about it, or his no, Twitter, and support, I think he's doing that in support of Harden. Oh, absolutely. But my thing is, it's like if I'm in Embiid's shoes, how do I actually trust Maury moving Correct. forward? That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. there's, it's it's a broken relationship. So it, there's one or two things that got to happen. Maury's got to go, which probably isn't going to happen, or James Harden's going to sit out because I, I I don't see him. I don't think he's going to suit up for it, bro. I mean, I'm dead ass serious. I like a man saying that twice 
and calling a grown man a liar like that in public, uh, you ain't playing, bro. Like yeah, he's dead ass serious. I gotta tell you, and he is the biggest dumbass in the entire world if he forfeits thirty five million to not go out there and play basketball. Maybe his pride is is, is worth more than thirty five million. My I don't pride know. Ain't worth more than thirty five. Well, he's already rich. Then the money shouldn't matter about getting a max contract. He should play where he I wants agree to be with happy. that. I, so, I don't. I don't disagree. So I, that's what I'm saying. He fucked up opting in. That's his fault. No, but he had to. Why did he have to? Because here's the, because if he there was no other team that was going to offer him money. Ime, he was. They were saying that he was going to go to the Rockets when they hired Ime Udoka. Udoka didn't want him mm. because he's hard. Obvi- I mean, look, he see. I don't know if he's hard to coach, but it seems like he is. We talked he forced about this. his way out of Houston. He forced his way out of Brooklyn. He's now forcing his way out of Philly. It's like you know, how do you make the guy happy? You're 34 years old. You're not really in great shape. You had nine points in a closeout game where you shot like two for 15. Well, you were telling me uh, that, you know, you think Harden will go to like a bum ass squad because he can sell tickets. <laughs> Correct. Like, I think there was a market. It just didn't fit his narrative of what he wanted. But I think, but at the time he could have explored it. I just think that once the Rockets thing fell through and his agent and all that, I, I don't, th- I don't think that he was getting anywhere near 35 million. I think the Clippers thing really fucked it up too. What the, do you mean? The, the Clippers deal. Uh, the trade talks between the Clippers because well, I, mean, I think Darryl, I think I think he wanted to go to the Clippers. Me too, but I'm on Daryl Morey's side, just like I'm on the the Trailblazer side. Like, bro, not for nothing. They're the owners of the team. You're not coming into me. You're you work for me. You're not going to come into like if if I'm your boss, you're not going to come into me and tell me, hey, I want to do X, Y, and Z. It's like no, if I can get you there, I will. But you're not going to come in and bark orders at me. That's not what it is. That's why I said if you want to control the players like that. Pay them by the game. We'll see how many take re- take uh, load management games off. Oh, I'm not playing back to backs. You'll play back to back when you forfeit two million. Yeah, I agree. So that that's the problem, though. They get all this money, they get all this power, and then it's like, oh, trade me. I want to go to Miami, and I won't play for anybody else. You're getting an unhappy player. That's why Adam Silver in the league stepped in and said uh, to Damian Lillard, "You're going to get fined if you keep talking like that." And the the Trailblazers said, "You're an asset." You're one of the 15 best players in the league. I'm not trading you for shit. Yeah, you can't do because that. Because if that's the case, like, you, how are you going to trade Harden to the Clippers and they're going to give you their four worst players? No, I, I agree with you. It's 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 just like you're, what you're telling me is like you're telling me that you, you're you dictating what I have to give up to acquire something like that. Like, Yeah, and it's like, no, if they give me a don't fair work like offer, that. you it's can go. It's a business at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, I'm going to take the best deal that's better for our team. But I still think that like there was a big promise that was broken because this is 100%. this is actual real beef, and I don't know if we'll ever get the full story. Nah, it'll come out. But at the moment, like I don't I don't think the Sixers are going to do anything. I think they're at a standstill, and I, I think it's going to be a long, long standstill. I think it's going to be a long standstill. I think it's a long off season, and I think we got a lot of bullshit coming up this year. A what lot you, of bullshit, and it sucks. What do you really think? Sucks. So, what, where did the Sixers go from here? What do you think? Uh, I think Harden's going to show up because I don't think he. You think so? I don't think he's childish enough to Damn. fork out to lose thirty-five million. Like I said, you got to be. You have to be a real know, idiot, bro. You got to be a real idiot. I got to be honest with you. I don't think he's suiting up. Whatever. Because you forfeit thirty-five million, bro, because you, you're not getting your way. That's all me. My well, the other part. I he's mean, also got an image. But saying the, something like this that I would exactly. never play or be a part of another organization that Daryl Morey is a part of, and he said it twice. If he goes back on his word. I understand that, but now I, I just don't think it looks good. The other part is you sit down, you forfeit thirty-five million next year. You're a free. He, he can't be a free agent next year because of the CBA. If he sits out, the Sixers own his rights. Yeah, so he doesn't enter free agency. Okay, even if he enters free agency, you're not going to get anywhere near thirty-five million a year. So you're going to can't you're going to forfeit your last big year of money. 
So what if he sabotages the team and comes back? Think he's unhappy. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I, I, I mean, know. I mean, what do you well, do? Here's the thing: if the, if he comes back and he sabotages the team, he's sabotaging himself too. To a degree, he's just unhappy. He's ruining his image. He's ruining his chance at the Hall of Fame. Oh, I I agree with that. I I, I mean, his image is already tarnished because, like I said, it's the third franchise he's forcing his way out of, and he's telling you, "I want to go to here." It's just like, come on, dude. Like he's just James Harden's. Like he's just annoying at this point. He, he is. It's annoying. annoying, dude. It's annoying. What are you looking for? He's annoying because the reason why he's so annoying is because he's never, he's not accomplished. He's never won a ring, bro. Yeah. So it's like, if you want a ring and, and you want to talk like this, all right. Yeah. I'm at your mercy now because you've done it before. Or if, but when you haven't done it before, I don't give a fuck. That's how I felt. I mean, that's, that's how I really feel about it. That's how I feel with Lillard. If you, if the Utah Jazz come in and offer you Laurie Markkinen and 10 first round picks, I'm the owner of the Trailblazers. See ya. Yeah. I'm running my franchise. Mm hmm. Oh, okay. You're not you're not gonna help me after I helped your I helped your team for 10 years. Okay, but did you win me a championship? That's what it matters. No, you didn't. Game. You were great to my organization. I thank you for your services. That's that's all that's now it. I cash in. You have to do that. Sorry. It's a that, business. That's just it, it's a bit that's it what is. they do is it talk is. about oh, it's it's a business, it's the nature of the beast. Okay, I'm not gonna have sympathy for anybody making making 50 or 60 million dollars. I gotta be honest with you, man. I don't really know where I stand with this because like it's like I, th there was something going on where it, the beef is real. I just don't know where I stand. Like, I don't, I don't really have a stance because it's like, I understand the business aspect. So if things fell because of the business ways of saying, okay, you know, we couldn't get X, Y, and Z for James Harden. So I'm going to hold on to him. But yet you had a promise to say that he was going to, he, he was going to get traded and it didn't come through. And then you didn't give him a max deal, which what he, which, which is what he wanted. He opted in, he took less money the you know, previous year, last year. And it's like, now he's looking at the situation. Like, what the fuck? You, like I'm giving you guys everything, but you guys aren't giving me anything back. So, and then Maury, I understand the business aspect too. So, like, I, I just, I don't know really where I stand. I, I got to be honest with you. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like 50-50 here. Um, I really yeah, am. I, I know. There's not, there's not really an easy answer to it because, number one, I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah, well, there, we don't I'm, know what he's talking about. We don't know about. the context. But if but we had a guess, it would have been. Also the, I'm also into the, the whole thing, bro. It's you signed a fucking contract. Like, I don't know what to tell you. You signed a contract. You, like, all they do, it's a union. You talk about that. It's a brother. It's a union. I signed the contract. Okay, well then go to work. Yeah, go to work. Not everybody's happy in their job. Do you think I like sitting in a queue for fucking nine hours a day? No, I don't. It's Who the fuck wants to do that? Not many people. But I do it because I got to put food on the table for my family. That's a fact. So it's like not everybody's always happy when they go to work. And in his bit, in his nature of his beast is when you sign a contract, you have to play it out. And that's not Daryl Morey's problem. And not for nothing, Daryl Morey made him a lot of money. He took him from the sixth man in OKC, brought him to Houston, made him a star, gave him all the max contracts, tried to win it for him. He didn't deliver. He had the opportunity. So it's a great point. That's really an excellent point. It's, point. A, it's an excellent point. You're absolutely right. He did put him in, in great positions to succeed. He did. He and just he never got did it. And I can't help that he doesn't keep he fell short. in great shape. He yeah. fell short. I mean, just call it what it was. He fell short and he had multiple opportunities to really make a, a, a legacy name for himself. Yeah. You have an obligation. To the contract to fulfill your contract don't fucking sign it don't sign the contract if that's not what you want but when you sign the contract i wouldn't have opted in that's what he but again he got greedy because he saw the 35 million and he saw no market and then it all happened with maury when maury didn't want to extend them no market but i i, I definitely i just don't believe 
30 NBA teams did not want James Harden. 30 NBA teams didn't want Russell Westbrook. You got Dylan Brooks making 80 million and Fred Van Vliet making 140 and well, Russell Westbrook messing, making he's, 80. He's different, though. He Russell Westbrook fell off way faster than, than Harden. Russell Westbrook is still better than Fred Van Vliet. Mm. I'm taking Russell Westbrook right now. That's a really good. That's, a, a, that's 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 an Dylan argument Brooks, that could be had. And Dylan Brooks. That could be an argument. It, look, Russell Westbrook played like shit for the Lakers, but he Freddie got a ring. Bro. He played great for the for the Clippers. Freddie got a ring though. He does, and he played a really he played a big role. He in played that. a big. It got him paid. Exactly. So I'm not. No, no. Don't, I don't. Think, I don't know. Don't that's a really good a, question. I don't think Damn. Beats a scrub. Damn, yo, Russ over Freddie. I would, I would still do that. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's crazy. I don't know about that. Bro. I don't think Russell's I'm taking, washed I'm like that. I'm taking Freddie. You don't think he's washed like that? Did you see his contract, bro? The team that that, that signed him, even yeah, knows he's was, on his way. That leg, was the Lakers. Bro. He played great for the Clippers. Yeah, I know. But so, he got two years, $8 million. Dog, that, that's a that's crazy. A, it's a that's, like, that's bargain bin boxing right there, bro. He got like Patrick Beverly money. That's insane. But that, yeah, and Fred, Fred got what? Three years, 100 and something mil? Fred got three years, 146. Yeah. He got more than Kyrie. That's crazy. That is fucking crazy. I mean, Kyrie has the drama with, you know, whatever he chooses to believe or yeah. do. But he's a player that I, I want nothing to deal with either. I'm actually, I'm hoping he does well this year, dude. Of course. Try to change it up a little bit. Of course. Yeah. No, I, we, I root for the game. guy. He's just fucking out of his mind. He's a vegan. He doesn't know what the fuck, like, he's off the walls. Dude, he's telling me about flat earth and this, that. And, like, he just can't shut up, dude. Like he he can't just show up to the arena and play basketball. He's always got to be some antics. I follow. He has it. actually had a very quiet off season. He has. He has. It's only been two months, but still. All right, let's go to the NFL because we got big news over here. Yeah, we Jets. Do. Jets signed Dalvin Cook to one year uh, deal up worth up to eight six million. What impact do you think he has with them? Uh eight point six million. He's a top ten paid back. I think he's going to be RB one for that team. Uh, I really really love this move for the Jets. I mean. This gives them an, a, literally another weapon because I've always had my question marks about Brees Hall. Like, I like him. I think he's got big playability. But coming off the ACL, and I know Dalvin Cook's coming off an injury as well, but Dalvin Cook is a proven commodity in this league, and I really like the veteran presence that he could bring to this offense, which also could help the offensive line if he can run between the tackles. So, if you know, I, I think this takes a lot of pressure off of Rodgers a little bit, and I, I just really love this move. I think it's going to really propel them a little bit. So do I. Um, I already liked the Jets this year more before they got Dalvin Cook, but having to, adding Dalvin Cook, I mean, it's huge. He's not washed up. No, it's by huge. any means. Like, that's a big signing. It's huge because when people are saying, oh, yeah, the Jets have all these weapons and I'm looking at Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. OK, I can agree with you with Garrett Wilson, but Brees Hall, like I'm not there yet. He had a few good games. He had a few good games. It's like it's like yeah. a we'll see kind of guy. I'm and confused, though, like for me with the whole thing with Brees Hall is like, where does he fit now? They're just going to run two running back sets. Well, no, he's probably going to take more of the the, um, the pass catching abilities, which I would probably lean towards because Dalvin Cook, he could do it, but. At that point, you want him to run between the tackles. Do you take think both beating. of them will be in the uh, backfield at the same time? At the same time, probably not. Maybe it's a, maybe a package here and That's there. That's what I'm saying, like a split I, back. I could, I could see that. Because um, then you got to worry about both of them. But what I will say is, like, I the reason why I love this even more is because if I look at the history between Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers' offenses, they had A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones in Green Bay. They got Dalvin Cook and they got Brees Hall here. 
Like there is something to this, yeah. right? So Dalvin Cook could be the AJ Dillon role where he can pound between the tackles, and then you got Brees Hall who could be that kind of elusive guy that can you know take screens to the house and and be the pass catching back. Do you think? Do you think it affects Brees for fantasy now? Absolutely, absolutely. I think it affects both of them to be honest. I mean, like to me now, dude, this is just. I love Dalvin Cook more than I love Brees Hall. Me too, but I just think that I just think like that's just a headache for me. Uh, I don't think I don't think it's that he's going to dominate the touches. I'll say this: I think Brees Hall drops in like the RB twenty-five range. Like I think right now I had him at RB eighteen, but to me this drops him a pretty significant amount because I think Dalvin Cook is going to eat up a lot of the work, and I just do. And I think the only way that these two players can be successful in fantasy is just is if. The Jets can score three or more touchdowns per game. If they are scoring points, this I I, the, I, I, don't, the, I don't mind owning both. Well, of them. I'm telling you right now, if the Jets score 21, 21 points a game, they're winning twelve or thirteen games. Well, I mean, twenty one points a game isn't that much. Well, last year, well, I'm just saying the Broncos. Like, I'm just saying if they score three touchdowns, if you get like twenty seven points a game, yeah, I mean, I think these guys both have value. Like I, I really do. I mean, it, it, it just they have to score points. But I love I, I just like the the addition because I think it just reminisces of Green Bay of what they had. And I think it's gonna be the same offense. It's gonna be the same exact scheme, same offense. Aaron Rodgers is comfortable in that scheme. Yeah. Um and the I the only I difference just, is the offensive line. But like you said, Dalvin Cook could, you know, alleviate pressure off of that. He could, yeah. And I think it, it you know, play action helps. He can negate it. I play say. action yeah. helps, you know. That's and, what I was saying about having two running backs in the backfield, because you have to account for both of them at that point. If That's you just can't, another weapon. If you can't run the ball, the defensive ends are going to pin their ears back and they're going to go after your quarterback. If you can run the football, now that it negates it a little bit because now they got to play the run and they got to play the pass. Now, if you do play action, it can open up a lot of things down the field. And if you have a Garrett Wilson and you have Alan Lazard, who's been with Aaron Rodgers before, this could be big things for them. Yeah. So I think it's really going to come down to them being effective on the ground. So I think, and I think Dalvin Cook is going to be that player for him. Are you walking back your Jets? I'm not walking back. Your, uh, I'm not walking back. Season stuff? I'm not walking back because the offensive line is going to matter at some point. Like, it, it really is. Because if a Garrett Wilson goes down, what, do you think the same thing about the Jets? I don't. No, but if Diggs goes down, do you feel the same way about the Bills? No. 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 So it goes but hand I, in hand. Yeah, but I don't have the Bills in the Super Bowl this year. Like, like everybody has the Jets in the Super Bowl, and it's like to uh, me, I haven't seen that. Uh, I haven't seen people saying the Jets did a Super Bowl. Oh, I think after this move, I've I've read a lot of people say, Oh, yeah, this is this is Super Bowl or bust. Oh, I haven't seen that. So I'm this is Super Bowl or bust for them. It has to be. They're, they're, they have a good chance. I respect it because they're going all in. Like, I, I don't hate that. And they're kind of following the Tampa Bay motto. They got A B, Gronk, Brady, remember Fournette? And they fucking won it. So it's like I get I get what they're trying to do and I respect it. I just the offensive line to me is the biggest question mark, and that's a big major component. Yeah, no, I especially know. when you're playing the AFC. The AFC is fucking stacked, and they got some good ass pass rushers in that in in that conference that can come after your quarterback, and especially in the playoffs when Aaron Rodgers never he hasn't really played his best in in, in the playoffs. Speaking of pass rushers, the Chiefs better do better get themselves together and sign Chris Jones. They have to. Otherwise, that defense is going to be is going to be a problem. Porous defense. Yeah. It's going to be a problem in a in the in a bad way. Yeah. Um, totally agree. Yeah, but no, I share the same sentiments with you. Like I said, the only issue I have is like I just I don't trust either of those backs. Fantasy, I just think it's a problem. I just really do. And then it's like because Dalvin Cook doesn't really stay healthy for seventeen games. He normally misses a few. What if he misses three four games? Brees Hall comes in and sets it up and has three four games like he did last year. Then you're standing. I'm like, okay, you guys are splitting touches. Mm -hmm. And it's a rotating backfield, and then it's just a problem.
So that's where I'm at on it. But um, another running back got signed. Uh, Zeke went to the Patriots. Um, One million dollar signing bonus. I think two million guaranteed, and then si- a worth up to six million. Mm. What role do you think he's got? I expect I expect Zeke to, to be a short yardage back. I expect him to be yep. the short yardage back. Last year he converted seventy two percent between uh, between one to three yards. That is everything. If you can move the chains on third and one, third and twos, that can give your offense and their defense a big break. And I think that's the role he's going to play. I love him in the goal line this year. I like him in short yardage. I still expect Ramondre Stevenson to be the RB1. However, yeah. I still expect him to be the pass catching back. I still expect him to be take the the you know the bulk of the carries. I just think Zeke is going to be there to help him out and groom him for one be a mentor and also take the pressure off him in the, in the goal line and short yardage. So I feel the same. Um, I think that Zeke is going to help him with pass protection. Um, the only thing I think it's going to do for him is I think it's going to affect Ramondre a little bit in fantasy because Damian Harris last year was the goal line back. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take some touchdowns away from Ramondre. However, but Ramondre does the, the bulk of the catching anyway. And Zeke's really not a pass catcher. But I think Zeke is going to be the same thing. He's going to be the ground and pound, get one yard. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a really helpful signing for the Patriots. Because they don't really have good wide receivers. So Zeke can also, again, he can help, like I said, with pass blocking, he can help him help Mac Jones get an extra minute while he hits trying to throw to them trash ass wide receivers. Yeah, no, he's the best. <laughs> no, and you make a great point. He's the best Zeke, pass blocking back in football. In football. And that's that and that was that's where, a fact. That's where I said before where I ha- I do have slight reserves with Pollard. You I know, know Pollard's the shit, but it's going to be a different type of beast for Tony Pollard. And everybody's going to be like, oh, yeah, he's such a great back. That's why he got ran over the last play of the season. Remember? Like, and he's it's a like a fucking linebacker. And they, like, he was playing center. He was playing center, right? But, yo, if you strap up and you blitz and he's and he's picking you up. Go he, watch you're, highlights. You're getting smacked. He this, gets this, underneath your shoulder pads and he drives through you. He has good fe- fundamentals. Yes. That's, that, that's a Belichick player. Yeah. That's what he likes to do. I and, think Ezekiel Elliott's a perfect running back in that offense. For New England, he is. He's going to he, look good in that uniform. Pauls. I, I I just do. And I, he does actually look mean in that as yo, number 15. He, he shaved his hair. He's got number 15. He's moving different. He's moving different, yo. I think so, man. Are they going to feed him? They should. Short yardage, I would. Why not? Because you, So you, let me ask you, do you think that that does any – does that move the needle for you at all with the Patriots? Moving – no. No, no, no. Because the lack of weapons on the outside. If you, if they had D Hop, poor Mac Jones. If they had D Hop, seriously, I think we're looking at a different team. I think they're missing the one. They're missing a they're big, missing play, a wide big play wide receiver. Imagine if this team had like a Justin Jefferson attached to him. They would be all right. And I think we would see a lot more about Mac. We would learn a lot more. So would I. That's why I said it's hard to judge Mac Jones because this freaking idiot Bill Belichick. I don't know. He found six million for Zeke. He couldn't find two million for D Hop. Pride, man. We need two million. Pride don't pay the bills. Well, no, no, no. Hop wanted thirteen million. This guy got this guy got six. But he offered him twenty. He got. He's frugal. He, he he's a frugal dude, bro. No, you know what he is. He's penny wise and dollar foolish. He'll pinch pennies on the really good dude, and then he'll pony up a little bit extra to get a fucking washed up running back. Well, how? Well, is is? Do you think D Hop is still D Hop? I think he's eighty percent of it. Absolutely. How good is that though? Is that 80% of D hop is better than fucking, I don't know, 30% of the league. D hop is still, D hop is still good. You saw what he did last year. That ain't going away. Well, wait, if he's only better than 30% of the league, that means he's the bottom seven. I'm saying 75, 75% of him. Oh, okay. 
So if he's more than that, I'm just saying he's not, he's not worse than 75% of himself. Yeah, no, I, I, I just, I wish they got a wide receiver because I really want to learn about Mac Jones and I really like him. I like his upside. I think he could play. I actually think he's a smart player. I think he could take criticism. I think he can do all that. I just want to see him succeed with a wide receiver one. And it's a shame that they haven't been able to give him. That. He's not going to get it. Mike Gusecki got hurt in practice. That's a big blow to Did their really? offense. Yeah. Bless you. God bless you. I don't know. I don't know how severe it is, but he did. He did get nicked up in, in practice. And that, to me, it's like if they're losing those kind of players on their offense, what the fuck you got? You're left? moving Mike Gusecki. You're like, oh, my God, that sucks. Mm -hmm. Mike Gusecki. And I don't know if we watched the Patriots preseason game, but there there's a there's a, uh, a quarterback that they like. He's like a runner. He's a he's let's a, go he's into from, it from Louisville. He was the who was uh, which player from uh, week one after week one of the preseason were you most impressed by? You go. You can go first on this one. You Mine was Malik Cunningham. Yeah, the quarterback on the Patriots. Damn, he took my answer. He threw the most <laughs> perfect touchdown to Nixon, and the dude dropped it. He took my answer, bro, because <laughs> he was impressive. All right. But I also have another quarterback for the Browns, Dorian Thompson Robinson. He was eight to ten for 102 yards and had a touchdown. He looked sharp. I thought you were going to say Kellen Mond. No, no, no. Go look at Dorian Thompson Robinson. If they weren't paying that stiff two hundred and fifty million, he might be he might be uh, QB one starting week one. I don't know about that. We're going. No, nah, I'm just saying he looked good. He looked really good. But no, nah, Malik Cunningham looked fucking awesome. Not for nothing, Malik Cunningham looked how Trey Lance should look against backups. Mm -hmm. If you're really him, yeah. But the way he was just running all over the field and stuff, like it looked like it just reminded me of like I don't want to say Julian Edelman, but it was like there you go a quarterback from college undrafted comes in and it's like all right we're going to convert you because you're a playmaker yeah you know who had a really good game too who? former eagle matt barkley oh i know i saw that he completed almost all of his passes the only one that he didn't complete was a drop quarterback you know passing grade of 92.7 that's pretty good and he played 34 snaps so there is volume there so he played really well. I, I was I was really impressed by him. Not that it's going to matter in the season because you got Josh Allen, but you know it's it's good to know that your backup quarterback can perform well. Absolutely. You know, and even if the, even if it's, even if it's preseason game, the funny thing is, it's like if a guy performs well, oh, it's preseason. If a guy performs bad, oh, it's preseason. Which one is it? Yeah. Well, I mean, no, I just think both you have to take with a grain of salt. You do, of course. The I'm difference not gonna is, say is that Zach Wilson has come in and has looked good against backups but there are levels and he was struggling against starters trey lance sure. is somebody that's in there against backups we'll get to and that looks like shit. we'll get to that let's move into that let's because, get to that so i we we're now we're going to do who were you most disappointed by and i know you're about to go off so you know I, that i didn't choose trey lance because it's the obvious and i know he's super ass and you he's to get into fucking that. super ass but hold on <laughs> i chose a few people so number one i chose marcus mariota because the dude mckee looked better than him he did look real. He, he, he looked hard really, the way really he was good. throwing it. And then second off, most um, which we'll call him, most disappointed, Josh Jacobs. Mm. He better get his ass in camp because Zaire White looks all right. He looks all right. Yeah. I'm disappointed in Josh Jacobs because Zaire White's coming. But that's the thing, though. He's called. He's making it worse. He's making by coming it worse. Out. You got to show up and play. You got. He's it. making it worse right now because you're showing that a dude, just a dude is coming in and he's, and he's looking okay. He's looking good. And that's the problem. Yeah, and it's like, yo, why would I pay a running back when I can get somebody that names, his, you know, Zamir Wright, and then he can plug him in and play just as, you know, pretty good. Yep. It is preseason, so it we're going to pump the brakes yeah. on that. But go off on To me, the Lance. most disappointed player, to <laughs> me, it's not even fucking close. It's not even close, people. It's Trey Lance. Here's why. 
this dude just holds on to the ball way too long. I understand his offensive line was super ass and it didn't help him out. But man, this guy was the, the Raiders backup second team was playing cover fucking two. And this guy was throwing to the out route, which there is a corner right there waiting to pick the ball off because that's what cover two is. Cover two sink. So what the hell? How do you not know that? It's year three in the NFL and you still can't comprehend cover two and know that I can't throw the out route at year three. Like to me, if I watched that game between the Raiders and the Niners, Aiden McConnell looked better than fucking Trey Lance. And Trey Lance was the number three overall pick. And they gave up a lot to get him. He stinks. He's super fucking ass. <laughs> he's just bad. He's he, he, he's not a good player. I, I I just don't think he's I don't think he's developed correctly. And it may be because due to injury. No, it's in not. fairness, <laughs> but it, the, the the problem was. Here's the thing with Trey Lance that everybody loves about. He was a raw talent coming out of college. He played 16 games and then he 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 just he got hurt in the in, in his first season, right? And then he got hurt again. So now we're he didn't like get hurt in his first season? He got hurt. He didn't Trey Lance got hurt in his first I'm season. I'm sorry. He got, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. He didn't get hurt. He got hurt his, last year. That's yeah, what I meant. Yeah, the year he before, got hurt. Yeah, yeah. No, he didn't he, play. Yeah, he didn't play cuz Jimmy G. Jimmy G was better. Period. End of story. They went to the fucking NFC Championship game. With, with Jimmy G. So you can't say anything about that. Then the next year, Trey Lance gets the star, and then he gets hurt. Then it's like, okay, Brock Purdy comes in, the last fucking pick of the draft, walks in there, and he looks just fine. And I get it. He's playing with the first-team unit, but he's also playing against first-team units. He's playing against real defenses, not Raiders' second defense. Raiders' defense stinks, Yeah. let alone their second team. What If, if their first team stinks, what the fuck do you expect their second and third team be? They're going to be ass too. So to me, it was like Trey, Trey Lance belonged in that game. Yeah. He looked like he 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 needed to be on the third team because that's where he's at. Darnold looked better too. Darnold looked better Dar because the thing is with Trey Lance, he's indecisive with the football. He's clutching, he's clutching, and he's causing these sacks. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, the offensive line isn't helping him. All right, I get it. Like They, they really didn't help him. But when you're double clutching, you're allowing the, the, the fucking defenders to come in and get you even more. It's not even that, you're, bro. You're, you, don't, you don't have time. When, you, when, when your reads aren't there, break away and run. You're supposed to be a runner. That's what I thought. So, but my thing is, like, we talked about terrible, this, bro. We talked terrible. about this when he got drafted. I said this before because you got to remember, Trey Young, Trey uh, Lance sat out the COVID year. So when he was drafted, he threw fucking four passes in two years. Like that, you can't go from a Division two school, take a year off, and then come into the NFL and think you're going to be something. I said that before too. Jimmy G was better. Jimmy G is still better. Mm -hmm. Trey Lance just isn't good. No, he's not he even just, he's not even better than Darnold. Yeah, he's I, not better than Darnold. I don't give a fuck. He's not better than yeah, Darnold. No, he's not. And I don't think he's ever going to be. No, he's. Not and I because, said that in my video, and I believe that. And I think the thing is too with Trey Lance, I don't think he's processing Kyle Shanahan's um, uh, which his offense quick. No, the clutching is because he's not reading it. He's well. not reading it. And then again, though, but that goes back to my thing of. All right, yo, if your reads aren't there, you're supposed to be a runner. Break out of the fucking pocket and run. He's clutching because he's going to the out route on a cover two, and it's not there. Then all of a sudden, the guy is sacking him because you're clutching the football. You're not supposed to go to the out route on a cover two. That's the point. And the funny thing is, I, I'm going to bring up a lot of shit, too, actually. I'm, I'm fucking here to fucking pod tonight. I don't give a fuck. Go off, sis. Because I heard too many comments about his <laughs> stupid-ass stats. 
do you people even watch the fucking games? I'm so glad. Like, I'm sorry. This guy was 10 to 15 for 112 yards and 111 quarterback passer rating. That looks great on paper. But if you actually watch the game, those stats are fucking misleading. And then somebody had a lot of people had the audacity to mention, oh, we had 112 yards and a touchdown pass and a touchdown pass. The guy threw. it should have been a fucking interception in the red zone. It was one of the worst passes and decisions I've seen all game. Aiden McConnell didn't, didn't make those kind of throws. He actually looked a lot better. So to me, it's like, stop. Don't mention a touchdown pass with Trey Lance's stats when it's completely misleading. You didn't watch the game, period, end of story. Watch the game and watch it again and then come back to me and ask me if Trey Lance is fucking good. And you're going to say, you're right, Nick. He's super ass. He was. Dude. Period. I, no, I, I know. I, it's, it's crazy because here's the thing. You actually know people didn't watch the game when they look at his stat. It's because bizarre. His stats are like he was okay. But then you look at the throne. It was like, yo, it should have been a pick. Bro, it was bizarre. He should have had two or three yeah, picks. Yeah, I know. Literally, if he I plays was just it, going off of the touchdown, one. bro, it, it's like comical. It's like, oh, he had a le- 112 yards and a touchdown. It's like, bro, did you watch the game? And or actually, are you just telling me stats? That's the same thing that happened, though, with Justin Fields. Like, I know Justin Fields had an R8 game, but he had 129 passing yards, but he had seven air yards. He got two screen plays. <laughs> and it's like, bro, okay. Like, I'm not hating on him. I'm just saying, like, pump the brakes on your Justin Fields stock. It's misleading. I'm not rooting for, I'm not like, rooting for the guy but i'm not rooting against him but it's like okay seven air yards he didn't he didn't thread the needle he didn't throw guys open he didn't have to do that he ran the pass to dj Moore that dj Moore scored on was, was horrible <laughs> if he stand, he was standing like this and looked at him like that and had a re, and had a lunge back to get the ball it was a bad throw here's the thing mike if dj Moore stands there and doesn't even make the effort to touch the ball the ball is going it's not even going to touch dj Moore's body saying, it's yeah. supposed to be a screen pass to their chest yes. so they can run with fucking or actually it's supposed to be out in front of you so he can catch it so he can catch it with momentum run. correct so like, that's the shit with me and it's like but I will say with 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 Justin Fields and the Bears, uh, just just to, you know a quick little nugget here is that it didn't it didn't answer any questions about Justin Fields. It answered some questions about the Bears' playmaking abilities they have that have upgraded, and they have certainly upgraded at the position. And you know, DJ Moore's an upgrade. There's optimistic. You know, I'd be optimistic about that. Not for nothing, Herbert looks like an upgrade over Montgomery. Looks great. He's fast. He's quick. He's yeah. He's got shiftiness. Like that's what you want in a running back, especially when you have a quarterback that's mobile mm-hmm. and he's going to be running around and buying himself time. Because when he gets out of the pocket where he's more elusive, he can find Herbert or DJ Moore, make it something out of nothing, just like Mahomes does. Could cause problems. Yeah. So. You know, but yeah, it's just it's crazy. Like you know, people are telling me about stats, bro. Like get the fuck out of my face with this they're shit, so, man. They're it's so insane. misleading, bro. It's like yo, stop the cap, yo. And it's like the same people that are coming at me are telling me that Mac Jones stinks. And it's like you telling me Mac Jones stinks, but yet you're going to give Trey Lance a shot, bro. I've seen enough of this dude. And Mac Jones, not for nothing, people like the shit on he him. He's never had a wide receiver one, and he's made the playoffs. Yeah, he got blown out in the playoffs, but he's made it there. He's been there. And it doesn't fucking matter. Trey Lance doesn't even look like he belongs on the field, bro. Yeah. So it's like, oh, what What do you mean he doesn't belong? He threw a touchdown pass in 112 yards. That's the shit that we get and on the it's internet. Crazy. It's fucking stupid because people don't watch the games. They're uneducated, and that's why P&I is here to educate y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Straight that's the a, fuck up. That's a clip. Straight up. Yeah, uh, but no, I feel like if you put Matt Jones in Kyle Shanahan's offense, I think he would be a stud. Matt Jones? And Kyle Shanahan's I think Matt offense? Jones could play. I just think he's wildly slept on. He's not flashy. 
That's what it is. And everybody fell in love. The problem was with Trey Lance is that everybody, he already had a lot of hype. Then when he threw that fucking big uh, touchdown pass in the preseason last year with 60-yard bomb, everybody was fucking coming in their, in, in, in their pants. And it's like, oh, my God, look at Trey Lance. He's like, he, he's the next best thing. Bro, there wasn't a fucking defender within 10 yards of the wide receiver. Of course he's going to score on a 60-yard bomb. He's wide oh, the fuck I open. Know. You said Justin Fields. You're talking about Trey Lance. Trey right Lance. Yeah, oh, you I'm said not, Justin Fields. No, no, no. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant Trey Lance. No, yeah. Trey Lance was the one who threw the 60-yard pass. Right down the left hash. And, and, and the right hash. It was the right side yeah. of the football. And it's like, there was a defender within 10-yard radius, and you're going to sit here and crown that. It's like, all right, I get it. He was supposed to do that. I could have made that throw. You could have made that throw. A lot of people could have made that throw. So it's like, it wasn't anything special. Yeah. It was like, oh, my God, there's a raw talent that the Niners drafted, the number three overall pick. No, the Niners got spoofed, and they fucked up that pick. Right. That's why Darnold is there. Darnold is there to back up Trey, uh, uh, sorry, Brock Purdy. He's not there to back up Trey Lance and be the third emergency quarterback. No. They can get anybody to be a, a third emergency quarterback. Trey Lance is going to be the third quarterback, bro. 100%. Trey Lance? Trey Lance is no. going to be third on that depth chart. We are going to we have a question for that later for a facts and cap. But I I, I, I I didn't even see it. So we'll see. We'll get there. And if right, it's cap, I'm dipping. You know? <laughs> let's get into a facts or cap. Derek Carr will make the Saints a top three team in the NFC. Oh, no. Sorry. This is overreaction Tuesday. Oh, overreaction Tuesday. Facts or cap edition. Yeah. Derek Carr will make the Saints a top three team in the NFC. I'm. Did you really put this in there? I have to. Well, he played. He played pretty well. There's a lot of optimistic people with the Saints. You just said don't overreact the preseason. I'm just saying it's an overreaction Tuesday edition. Oh yeah, you're overreacting. It, right? That's, so you what, think that's, that's the fact? point. You think that's a fact? I said cap. Oh, all right. Okay. Okay. My fault. Cap. <laughs> <laughs> So my fault on that. I was gonna say because if you said facts, I would I would have I would have left. No, I, I said cat. I cap. said cat. Uh, Jordan Love will take Green Bay to the playoffs. That's cat. But I did I did like his performance. He and looked I'm all right. Very very intrigued by him this year. Yeah, he looked all right. I'm saying cat. I'm gonna I'm gonna say facts. Okay. I'm sorry. I I just said cat, but I meant to say facts. I'm saying facts because I'm going back to that line. But I think he looked all right in that. He so. looked he looked pretty good. He looked, he looked like a competent right. quarterback. So I'm gonna I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna have to come back to that. But I'm I'm gonna say Jordan Love gets the pack in the. Uh, in the playoffs, look better than Trey Lance. Damn, that's a, actually I got to go back on that. That's cat. That's cat. Because the Lions and the Vikings, he's not getting out of that division. He could surprise. I'm all some fucked people. up on this one, so he could I, surprise some people. Yeah, but no, nah, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm saying no because it's Viking. It's the Vikings and the Lions coming out of that division. Mm -hmm. uh, Trey Lance will not be on the 49ers roster in Week One. I didn't see these. That's hilarious. <laughs> Oh, uh, Trey Lance. <laughs> yeah, Trey Lance will not be on the 49ers roster in week one. Facts. Niners are going to trade him. Darnold's going to be the backup to Brock Purdy. And then they're going to find a third emergency quarterback that's going to get released by another team after preseason. You really think they're cutting him? I don't think they're going to cut him. I think they're going to try to trade him. And they could possibly cut him. He has. Wow. What, what the fuck is he going to do for this team? Have you watched him? He ain't going to do nothing for him. He he's going to go in there. He's going to get killed. And then he, and then everybody's going to be like, oh, well, the Niners didn't do him a service and they didn't develop him. What the fuck does that mean? He's not he, a baby. He stinks. He's not a baby, bro. Like, we need to stop this shit. I know. Baker Mayfield will keep his job all season long. Cat. I think uh, Kyle Trask is going to get some burn at some point. I'm saying super facts. Whoa. Really? You look good. He looked all right, but like, yo, hard. they got a hard ass schedule, I and I just, I just feel like they're they're gonna look to the, like, you know, they're gonna look at their future. With, I just, with the I got a ride with Baker, and then he came. I he get had it. Eight of nine for like seventy two yards, and that touchdown pass was perfect. I was hyped as hell. I get it. Yeah, I no. can't even lie. I was watching that game, excited as shit. Yeah, I know. He because I root for the Baker show, but he actually had a really nice performance. Yeah, I was happy he for bowled. Him. He bowled. I was happy for him. 
Mike Evans will have a thousand yards receiving this season. I'm going to go facts. I think he's had an excellent camp based on what I read. And it's Mike Evans. Like they have 17 games now to get a thousand yards. I think Mike Evans can have a couple big time performances this year, you know, with 125, 150 yards here and there. I actually think I'm going to go facts. I'm saying facts too, because I think Mike Evans, the only way for Baker Mayfield to keep his job is he's going to need to feed them boys the ball. He might as well. So, and Mike Evans is going to need it. Utilize them. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's your so, future. And Baker Mayfield was like, he's a top 10 deep accuracy guy by by statistics. So Mike Evans runs a deep ball. It looked great. I saw a video uh, a couple of days ago of Baker throwing a bomb to uh, Mike Evans. I mean, it was in a dome, but it's still, Either it was way. a beautiful pass. He hit him, read him on stride. And we, we can, I can't argue what it. What if the Bucs are like a surprise team? What if, right? It's hard because their, their schedule, schedule is, is fucking brutal. brutal. Their schedule yeah. is brutal. It doesn't support that argument. I'll tell you what. If they wind up making the playoffs, Baker Mayfield's getting a long-term deal. Somewhere. No, if they make the playoffs, Baker Mayfield's going to be comeback player of the year. And you could bet that fucking house on I that. I don't know. I don't I don't see how they don't give it to DeMar Hamlin. If Baker made the playoffs with the Bucks after... That's true. Nah, bro. Their schedule is one of the hardest schedules I've seen I know. in the NFL. If Baker Mayfield who got casted out of Cleveland the Panthers and the Panthers. I, I, I think there's something there. I think Baker Mayfield will I'm contend say, yo, for that. Yo, write that down. I want to see what his odds are for comeback player of the year. All right. Write that down. So I don't forget. Uh, Justin Fields will finish in the top 10 in passing yards. Oh, this is super cap. This is Supreme cap. If anything, <laughs> this is Supreme cap. I think, I think he'll be middle of the pack, 15, 16 range. I think he's going to be right around that 10 mark. Really? I think if he plays all 17, he has a chance to get in there. I think Is it because D- DJ Moore? I think DJ Moore is going to help him. I think DJ Moore is going to help him a lot. Because remember, he p- plays like that, DJ Moore is going to be able to do for him. And, and Herbert. Khalil Herbert's a passing back. I think he can get to that 10 range. So I'll say, I'll say facts, but I think like his ceiling would be 10. Remember, though. Those plays that he made in the preseason, the yeah, they're Bears, not going to be there it's, against. It's not vanilla defense. Not yeah. In the in the, uh, which one call it? But I mean, I just I, I think he has a chance to do it because I think he has legit playmakers now. Mm-hmm. All right, let's break down the AFC West. Uh, the Chiefs are favored to win the division at uh, minus one eighty. The Chargers are plus three hundred. The Broncos are plus six hundred, and the Raiders are plus seventeen hundred. Who do you think has the best value, and who will be the best? Who will win the division? I think it's the best values at Chargers. Absolutely, yeah. At plus 300, they're the best value, and here's why. When I watched them play against the Chiefs last year, they should have beat the Chiefs twice, in my opinion. They really squandered the opportunities in the, during both games. They had them beat, and they just melted away like the Chargers do, just like they did in the, in the playoff game last year against Jacksonville, giving up a 27-point lead. But I think this year, the Chargers are going to be a lot different. I love the addition of Kellen Moore. I love Austin Eckler not getting paid because I feel like he's got something to prove. Chip. I think he's going to be the, the, the RB1 in fantasy again. This guy has scored 12 more touchdowns than anybody in the fucking in, in the league the last two years. That was my fan. Well, that was actually my best fantasy player in division, but that's okay. Um, I, I, I picked the Chargers in my parlay because I needed the money to go up a little bit. Yeah. But come on, I, I can't go against the Chiefs. They're, they're going to win division. Mahomes is still there. Andy's still there. Travis is still there. Um, I know their defense can be somewhat suspect, so I think the Chargers could edge them out in the game in the season. Absolutely, I think they can. But I just think the Chiefs, 
how do I go against them? There's Super Bowl chance, right? Like, I'm, I think the Chiefs are going to I feel the same way, dude. I, the Chargers, obviously, because the Broncos have no shot to win it. The Raiders definitely don't have a chance to win it. The only other value would be the would be the Chargers. But, like, I feel I like I, I picked the Chargers to win it last year. Hold on. Can we say the Raiders' odds again? 1,700. I actually think that that's low. What? They have no shot. That's insane. It should be way higher than that. I don't know, Mike, because we've had we've had the Bucks at plus 750. And we had them dead last. These guys are seventeen hundred. That's more than double. They're ass. That's the Raiders super are gonna be ass. ass. I but, agree. Um, look, I had the Chargers last year. I feel like the Chargers could still win that division. They are loaded with talent. Mm-hmm. It's just Kellen Moore can look. Justin Herbert got hurt last year. They played better in that game against the Chargers in like Week Six or whatever it was on that Thursday night game. They, they 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 should have won that game. They should have like won that game. Hurt. They should have won that game. Throw he made they to uh, Josh Palmer. That's what I was. That's what I was saying. After he got hurt, both games they should have won. Though. Yeah, that and that's what it is. Um, the best value obviously is the Chargers, and I'm going to pick the Chargers again to win that division. Mm. I think the addition of Kellen Moore is going to take their offense to a new level, um, and I just think that like they just added Quentin Johnson, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. You said it. They're just fucking loaded, and I feel like Herbert's got to break through at some point. I think last year, blowing that big lead, he's going to have a chip on his shoulder now because people are talking. So I think that they're a great value, and I like them to win that division. I like it. I like it, man. I, I Look, I, I'm not mad about the Chargers winning the division. I have them in my parlay. Like, I think they're worth the value. 100%. To me, it's worth it. So I, I don't, I'm not mad at that take. So let's go through the over-under to win totals. Broncos, eight and a half. Under. I got under as well. I have the Broncos at seven and ten. I almost had him at six and eleven, but I gave him the benefit of the doubt, and I don't know why the fuck I'm doing that. I'm going six and eleven. I was going to say they'd be lucky to win seven or eight games because I they didn't look that good in the preseason. That offensive, offensive line, get, that offensive line was getting bull rushed suspect. by the Cardinals, and Russ is reluctant to run. Very suspect. Their offensive. Yeah, line. like all right, he had a nice touchdown pass. Whatever, it is what it is. But I just I'm saying under. I don't I don't I don't I don't see it for the Broncos. The Chargers over under nine and a half. Over, I think they win ten or eleven games. I'm with you. I got the over. I think I got them at ten and seven. I had them eleven and six, but I think they're going to lose to the Chiefs once. So, I mean, I haven't even looked at their schedule to be honest, but I, I would actually because I'm I'm taking them to win the division. So I would say they they would have to get to eleven or twelve wins to win that division. So I'll I agree with that. that. I have. We'll we'll, so, we'll we'll go after. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs eleven and a half. I'm saying under. I have them at 11, 11 and six. I think is where they'll be, I have especially if Chris Jones exactly is right there. Eleven and six is where I have them, and I th- they just have they edge the Chargers out by a game. Yeah, I, I think, don't think the Chargers are there yet. They will be, just not right, not this year. Yeah, I'm saying this is the year that the so you're saying that they need another year. They need I'm another saying year. The Chargers, this is the year they come through because I'm not really sold on the head coach, if that makes sense. But I think, but. That's I think he I'm makes saying. some bozo. Like it's like, if do I have Andy or do I have the Chargers coach? Like I'm gonna take Andy all day. Yeah, he's a boner. You know what I mean? But yeah. I feel like, but I feel like with Kellen Moore, with Kellen Moore, he's a I, boner. <laughs> Kellen Moore will be able to get the offense going though. Where Brandon Staley's not that's gonna worry. Crazy. So Raiders six and a half. Oh, that's under. I I got I got them under. So I got them at six and eleven actually. I went through their schedule. Their schedule, it, it doesn't look it doesn't look good for the Raiders. Did Josh it? McDaniels is he's not gonna survive. You don't think so? Absolutely not. Wow. Absolutely not. Because if they go six and eleven, he's he's not getting his job back. They're gonna they're gonna restart. They're gonna get a new Some quarterback. Players, yeah, they're gonna get Caleb Williams. Yeah. I mean, well, they have Jimmy G for what? A year. 
Uh, yeah, because his contract is the way it's written. It's like a one year deal, but it could, it could be multiple years depending on his performance and how how well the Raiders do. And I don't see them doing well at all. Yeah, not truthfully. me neither. Uh, over under two and a half teams to make the playoffs. I got under. I got the Chargers and the Chiefs to make the playoffs. That's that it. they are my only teams. That's it. The Broncos have no chance, and the Raiders have no chance. Yeah, I mean, I do you think the Broncos are a sneaky team? They're ass. Sneaky. Speak on it. They're just not good. <laughs> like, it's okay. They're just not very good. Russell Wilson, bro, the Seahawks were were excited to get him out of the building. And that was two years ago. They were, no, they were excited to get bro they, out of the building. They, they were. He went to the Broncos and shit the bed. Bro, when you're a superstar quarterback, even if you don't have a good head coach, you can still muster some wins. Justin Herbert, we don't believe in Brandon Staley. Justin Herbert still got them winning nine, ten games. Derek Carr had an interim head coach and he won 10 games. Hmm. You just look around the league and it's like, bro, like at some point, it's just you have to face the facts. Russell Wilson isn't what he was. His last good season was three years ago. Quarterbacks in the, on, the, on the other side of 34, 35, they're not getting any better. The only person I know that did was Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers because he won two MVPs. Yeah. But Drew Brees had a couple good years in his upper 30s. I think yeah, maybe he maybe had one, too, maybe one or two. Like legends, legends. He fell off the last couple of years, but he, ha he, he lost had his it. arm. Yeah. But Russell Wilson doesn't want to run. And that's just, he's not, that's not happening. They were ag they were happy to get him out of the building. They traded him to the Broncos. The Broncos went to shit. And Geno Smith threw for 30 touchdowns, had a rebirth, and made the playoffs. You know how disrespectful you're being right now, though? They were happy to get him out of the building. It's insane. They were, were they not? <laughs> they were. The, they got him out of the building, and the whole team started shitting on him. I <laughs> it's crazy. I don't know what. I'm sorry, man. I'm I don't serious. mean to laugh. It's I don't wild. mean to laugh, man. It's just that's that's actually a fact. That's exactly what happened. Bro. And the funny thing is, is like they got Geno Smith, and Geno Smith was casted out to be like this biggest bust and all this shit. That he comes in, and that's he, why I root for him. And then he gets a fifty million dollar you know deal, and it's like, damn, yo, like, and he's balling. He looks better than Russ right now. He does. And the thing that's is, the crazy part. And the thing is with Geno, it's like, okay. So everybody said that Pete Carroll is a defensive head coach and it, the offense was all Russell Wilson, but you took away one of the guys and the other guy's still succeeding. So it's like, okay, so is Pete Carroll just a better offensive mind than we give him credit for? And the reason that we didn't let Russ cook was because Russ couldn't cook and they had to just keep it to, they had to play within his skill set. I mean, that is a very valid, I, that is a very valid question. That's I'm a gonna, valid question. It is, but. When I watched Russell Wilson in his younger years, he was a damn good fucking football he player. He was awesome. I liked Russell Wilson. That's what Wilson. I'm saying. I'm so it's like, it's like, I think we just were a prisoner of the moment a little bit to, to a degree. I think we do forget how great he was because of how, how bad he's playing right now. Well, here's the and, thing. I, and, and that's how I, that's how I viewed this whole situation. Russell Wilson was a hands down hall of famer before his time with, 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 uh, the Broncos, but now he had that shit year, and I, I don't think it's going to get any better this year, regardless of Sean Payton being there. So I think it's actually going to take a hit even more, and I think a lot of people are just living in the moment and they don't really remember who Russ was back in the day. I think Russell Wilson was awesome. I think he always did though really corny shit, and I just think that when you're winning and you do corny shit, it's kind of cool. But when you're being really trash and you're doing corny shit, it's kind of cringy. It I is. think that like he changed a little bit. His persona looks like it was different when he got with Sierra, started dating a celebrity True. and tried to become a celebrity. True. And it's like, bro, you can't do put all those stipulations in your contract. Come there, but like, come there like you're the man 
and then you go there and you're you're a bottom five quarterback. It was bad. He was a bottom five quarterback last year. And the team you left that people were predicting to be a bottom five three team in the league went to the playoffs. I, that's 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 the most like, impressive I think, part. I don't think people understand that. And that's what I'm, like as awesome as Russell Wilson was for all those years. When I'm looking at the optics of the situation, I'm like, okay, people may have underestimated how much Pete Carroll had to do with Russell Wilson's success. It's actually funny because I, I feel like Pete Carroll doesn't really get talked about as much. He doesn't. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not it's trying to point. take, I'm not trying to take anything away from Russ, even though it sounds like I am. I'm just saying, if I'm looking right now at this moment, Russell Wilson's, he don't got it anymore. And Pete Carroll's got Geno Smith that never had it. All of a sudden he's got it. You don't throw for 30 touchdowns out of nowhere. I would call Pete, Pete Carroll an excellent coach. Pete Carroll's I would a top have no five head problem. coach. I would have no problem with his my as my head coach. Hell no. No problem. Hell no. I Pete think he's Carroll's a player's a... coach. I think he cares. He, you can see when he's on the sidelines, he's loving he's his players. His headset and shit. He's into he's, it. He's, he's into it. Yeah. yeah. Like he gives a fuck. Yeah. You know, and he can coach his ass off. When you can pull when you can get Geno Smith for a full season, Geno Smith for a full season and get him get you to the playoffs. What can I say? What can I Nothing. say? The guy was a he was deemed a bust for like five, six years. More than that, bro. He's More than that. like 10 years. He was he was around when fucking Rex Ryan was coaching the Jets. 2013. So, like, yeah, like that's a that's a pretty, pretty that's sizable mindset. And it's crazy, right? <laughs> and then he takes him to the playoffs a season long as his quarterback, took him to the playoffs, and it's like with the same team. That that right there to me is just as impressive as his Super Bowl win when he had the Legion of Boom. Absolutely. You could argue that. I know he won the Super Bowl versus going to the playoffs, and I get that. But the situations are different. When you have a, a historical defense like that, and you had a young Russell Wilson and 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 pretty pretty decent uh you know uh weapons around them, like uh Beast Mode, Doug Baldwin, they had some pieces. Bro, you know what the difference you is? Had, you had something there. Pete Carroll doesn't fit what's going on right now. Right now, it's the young offensive guy. And the problem is Pete Carroll's an old defensive, old school coach because if Kyle Shanahan took Brock Purdy and look what they did. Mm -hmm. And everybody's talking about, oh, Kyle Shanahan, this, that, and third. I've been saying this for years. Do I think Kyle Shanahan's a good coach? I do. But he's blown, he's blown the Super Bowl when he was the offensive coordinator. He got to the Super Bowl again. He didn't win. And it's like, yo, you never hear anything about that. You never hear anything about Kyle Shanahan catching strays. Yeah. He I, just slides under that. the radar. Yeah. I mean, look, just because, I mean, it's hard, though, because he didn't win. He never won the Super Bowl. But getting there and being there is 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 an accomplishment. Because know, only, know, only yeah. two teams out of 32 get to go. Yeah. And if you've been there twice in the last, what, five, six years? Yeah. Like, that's that's a pretty that's, that's a pretty good resume, that's in fair. my opinion. I just feel like he never catches any flock. They just no, act like he's of just, course not. He just acts like he's the boy genius. And it's like, bro, what Pete Carroll just did last year, Pete Carroll could have been in the coach of the year running mm -hmm. Geno Smith yeah he was on the Giants he was on the Jets I mean he was he was a career backup you know what's crazy is that San Francisco hasn't won a Super Bowl since uh Steve Young that's crazy they're not talked about either in the last time they won a fucking Super Bowl yeah so but all right who's your favorite fantasy player in this division it's Austin Eckler hands down he has 12 touchdowns more than anybody he catches a hundred and a hundred he catches 100 balls a, a, a year. Pauls. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, he, and, he, and he'll get you a 1,000 yards rushing. Last year, he fell short of that, but that's because his opportunities 
diminished the first couple of weeks, which was kind of puzzling. We didn't understand why. But after that, he turned it up. He was Austin Eckler, and he was RB1 regardless of the slow start. It's Austin Eckler. Yeah, I know. There's nothing to say. It's, you could say Travis bro, Kelsey. Said, I was going to say Travis Kelsey, but I like Austin Eckler. I'm not trying to be different. I, look, you could say Travis Kelsey, but nobody's taking Travis Kelsey over Austin Eckler. And honestly, you you were on the Austin Eckler shit last season. And I thought you were crazy, too, because I said CMC. But It's cool when they do it. It's, it's a, a problem, problem when, when I, I do it. it. Fuck them. <laughs> so I just, that, that's just what, it's definitely, it's Eckler. And that's, that's that. All right, last thing before we get out of here. Pounce or bounce fantasy football auction edition. Dalvin Cook, 45. Pounce. I like that. I mean, 45, man, I think he's going to be a workhorse. They paid him, they paid him 8.6 million. I know. Top 10 paid back. You know, I think he's, they're going to get their money's worth. I, I would bounce. Mm. I would bounce. I, I, I don't like it. I don't like the situation. I'm just staying away from it. Okay. Brees Hall, 35. I'm bouncing on that. Pause. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out too on that. Cause like I said, it's just that whole dynamic. Cause I don't know what to expect. Right. I know he got some money, but maybe it was because the Dolphins were offering him something and they had to go a little bit more. I don't, or a different team was, and he wanted the money. But I just, I feel like that's a, that's a nightmare scenario for fantasy owners. He could be a steal though later in the season. I mean, yeah. he could definitely, you know, make some noise. Just right now, Dalvin Cook being there, I think he's going to eat up all of it, like a majority of the work. And I just, I don't love it, you know, based on the opportunities for, for Brees Hall. But, you know, I think he's going to be a good PPR back. You know, he'll yeah. get, he, I think he can get you 10 points a week. AJ Brown, 45. I'm pouncing on this. I love the so. Eagles this year. I think it's AJ Brown. He's only going to get better. Second year with Hurts. You saw what he did the first year. They went to the Super Bowl. He put up great numbers. Um, yeah, it, it, this is this is a no brainer for me. Yeah, forty five is cheap. Yep, he shouldn't go for that low. No, but and he, if he does, but he, but here's the thing though. He he doesn't have like the superstar attached to him, like a Jamar Chase, a Justin yeah. Jefferson, Cooper Cup. He's a fucking superstar. He's a, he's he's an excellent wide receiver. I'll yeah. say that. I would do that all day long. Scary Terry McLaurin, thirty three. I love Terry McLaurin this year, but at $33, I'm out. I'm I'm, I think it's a little high because I, do like I don't now. know what I'm going to get from Sam Howell. I think the commanders are going to be better than expected. Uh, we're going to get to the NFC East. Yeah, I can't wait but for that. that's a lot. I that's a, that. that's a lot for scary fucking. I can't, I can't wait for that because I think the commanders, they become my sleeper team. Me too. To a degree. I think Sam Howell could ball, bro. I liked him. And I, think I that, actually think he's going to do really well. Hold on. We got to talk about it. I know. We I know. Save it. Yep. Uh, Garrett Wilson, Sorry. 45. Pounce. Garrett Wilson's he has a ceiling of being wide receiver one all season. I know Justin Jefferson's there, but when you got Aaron Rodgers and I look at what he what Aaron Rodgers did with Devontae Adams, I could see the same thing happen with Garrett Wilson. Pounce all Me day. Me too, because I think Garrett Wilson could lead the league in touchdowns because I think Easy. the Jets are gonna score points. And, I, and you know, I love the Jets this year. And he's gonna be targeted. A I love them. And I think he's gonna be full of targets. I think he can lead the league in touchdowns. I think Aaron Rodgers is playing with a chip on his shoulder, which is gonna make them even more. Uh, which is even going to make him more prominent in that mm -hmm. role. Um, I would all day long for 45. Amari Cooper, 34. To me, I'm pouncing on this, and it's not close to me. The guy had 1,100 yards last year, almost 1,200 with nine touchdowns, and for the majority of the year, he had Jacoby Brissett as his quarterback. Now he's going to have Deshaun Watson. I think I think the Browns are my team in, in, in the AFC that are going to make a lot of noise that nobody's really talking about. Yeah. I like Amari Cooper this year. I think he gets the targets. He's a good player, and, and I, just, I just love the situation. I'm pouncing, too, because, uh, number one, he proved last year that he's fantasy proof. Easy. And I just feel like he he went for nine dollars in our auction last year. Mm -hmm. Bill, he went for nine dollars in our auction last year, and he's about to go for thirty or forty. Actually, I want to I want to say the results of the of our audience that voted on our uh, Instagram. So Dalvin Cook, let's go back to that. Dalvin Cook was 
a bounce, 83% versus 17% pounce at $45. Yep. Brees Hall was a pounce at $35 at 55%, and he was 45% bounce. So we actually kind of disagree there on the first two. Uh, A.J. Brown was a 69% pounce and 31% bounce, which is interesting. That's very interesting. Terry McLaurin was a 31% bounce. I mean, pounce, and he was a 69% bounce. So a lot of people agree with you and, and me. Yeah, it is high, but I do like him this year. Garrett Wilson. $45, 54% of the people said pounce, 46 said bounce. So I'm intrigued by that. That's there's, there's something there. A lot of people might be smoking crap. It's fine. Garrett's coming home. <laughs> it's okay. You know, Garrett's coming home. <laughs> Amari Cooper for $34, 62% said pounce, 38 said bounce. So, you know, I think it's a mixed results for, for us and the audience. Which is interesting. That's what makes fantasy fun. Yeah. All right, guys. We will be back next Tuesday. We're off this Thursday because we got shit to do. Yeah, facts. Nick, take it away. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. You know that we always appreciate the love, support, and the comments. If you guys haven't done so already, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell on YouTube. We are also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Megaphone, Stitcher, and all that other shit. Also, follow us on all of our social platforms as you do not, you do not want to miss our daily fucking heat that we drop on your heads on the social medias via TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we will see you guys next Tuesday at PI, baby. I'm caps lock different. It's facts, not fiction. Said I black out for real, then the track gone missing. If it's cap, I'm dipping. We ain't talking about a move, then it's flatline finished. When I spaz, I'm grinning. Pull a peel off in the Sadies, and I pass by spinning. It's perks with the slate, but I don't have my skinnage. Took a quick trip, and now I'm back home winning. And I see they eyes pop like I snack on spinach. Pull up to the spot, she tryna grab my digits. I'm already eight shots, a henny past my limit. Here you go. Hazards with a dash full of tickets. I'ma act like I don't see them like I bad eye vision. Y'all can't pass my scrimmage. Way y'all tripping, it's Aruba. I realized I had to go.